folks, welcome inside the Parisi Palace, high above 3773 East Broadway. This is a live edition of the Jake Feinberg Show, coming to you on Power Talk. Please go to our website, powertalk.live. Download our free app to your smartphone so you can stream all of our live local programming, including Solomon on Blast, the Jim Parisi Show, and yours truly, the Jake Feinberg Show. Can't thank you enough for making this part of your day today. I want to give a big shout-out to Roy Blumenfeld great drummer uh connected me with my next cat a uh, gifted pianist and uh, also a guy who's uh dedicated to western swing and the church of western swing in turkey texas tommy thompson welcome to the jake feinberg show hey jake thanks so much for having me man good to hear you good to hear you my man you know can i can I ask, there's only two letters that separate magic and music, and I, I kind of wanted you to talk about the first time you experienced magic playing music. Well, I'll tell you, I grew up uh, with music. My mother was a boogie-woogie piano player, and her amateur house party gal. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, she used to play... Uh, for us kids, and about seven years old, I started learning her style of boogie-woogie piano. It was a little bit of stride and a little boogie left hand. And, and uh, you know, she would dance in the kitchen. She had a great big band uh, record collection. And I grew up listening to uh, all the, you know, Sinatra and all the big band stuff. And, uh, you know, that was really magic to me. I, I was just drawn to music as a child. And I uh, started about seven years old and playing piano. And then I got in high school, about 14 years old, I started playing guitar. Right. And uh, I, I've just never turned back. I was one of the guys that just never stopped playing. And, and I've gone through a lot of different styles. Of course, I grew up, you know, 50 miles north of San Francisco. And I was born, my oh family boy. lived in the Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting situation there, dude. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, Sammy Hager and I go back to before he ever was. He was with the Justice Brothers. Right, right, right. You know, with Dave Arney down, I mean, before he ever joined Montrose, before the, any of that ever Are you happened, kidding me? You know? Are you kidding me? No, no, I've known Wait, Sammy, no, I need Sammy to go back. Wait, you were Hagar pre-everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I know no. Sammy and Betsy oh, when they man. were living on page. Eating the Volkswagen with the four ball tires and the <laughs> bass player sleeping on a couch. And, you know, no, I've been around for a long time. Dude, that's, that's what I'm saying, dude. We got to go deep in the back. So, I mean, when. So all the doobies, you know, I all the doobies and all that stuff are up here, you know. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I've been around this area for, you know, I've done 71 now. And I've been in music my whole life here. So I've seen and, and know a lot of people. And, uh, you know, I just happened to get, it was around about early 70s when I got, uh, my ear found Western Swing. And uh, that was a turning point in my life. And, uh, you know, I followed it for about four years. And about, finally, by 1976, I got down to Texas, got to Kerrville, and saw the Texas Playboys play. And I was transformed right then. I knew, because it, it included um, a lot of the music I had, played as a kid, you know, uh, and uh, like the big band stuff and all the stuff I'd heard, and then it had blues in it. Uh, Western Swing is sort of a gumbo of several different styles of music. Fiddling, big band music, and some pop standards and stuff like that are all included in that genre. 
and I, I, I'm, I just would like you to go back to, to your roots and the idea that you were playing double drums in high school with Buddy, uh, you know, channeling Buddy Rich. I mean, a lot of those drummers on those tonight sh- on those night shows had double drums, right? We lost Tommy Thompson. We'll be right back. Tommy. Jack, I got cut off. Yeah, listen, did you hear my question? Because this is important. I didn't. Okay. Um, basically, I want to go back to the idea of double drums, when you first played double drums. I didn't play double drums. Did you ever see the Buddy Rich shows? Where they, I mean, there were always a two-drummer setup. Even Bass, Bassie's band didn't have double drums. But you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I, I want you to talk about it, the polyrhythms because the subdivision in Western swing is one thing, but the stuff that the, your rudiments were um, in the gumbo that is in my bag. And I want you to talk about how you learn polyrhythms in that sense. You know, um, I'm not really the guy to talk about that. I'm not a drummer. I'm a singer, a guitar player and a piano player. It's. I mean, piano is still guitar and piano. I guess are both percussive instruments. The piano is. So I, mean, right. I, I guess it, it relates more. How did it? Here's the better question for you, my man. How did it impact your? How did it affect your inner time feel? Well, I'll tell you that there's a there's a rhythm to Western swing music right, right. Uh, that that is based. You know, the, the drummer is required to do a minimal thing. The drummer is required to just play usually hi-hat and snare, not even a bass drum. The stand-up bass is the bottom end on the rhythm section. So you get the, the acoustic guitar or the rhythm guitar player is playing a chunk, heavy, muffled rhythm style, sort of like a Charlie Christian kind of a chording thing. You Absolutely. Know? 
those are the basic, the, the, the rhythm guitar player sits between the drummer, who's just doing hi-hat and snare. He's almost like a machine. Uh, the bass player is doing the walking bass, always walking. And then the rhythm guitar player is moving. There's a guitar player in Western Swing called Eldon Shamblin. I don't know if you're aware of Eldon Shamblin, but Rolling Stone named him the best guitar player in the world. He's a uh, jazz player. He's with Bob Wills for about 40 years, and uh, he's a Texan. And uh, he plays a style of rhythm that has leading bass notes. And the bass notes are, you know, uh, you voice the chords from the bottom three uh, strings on your guitar. Right. And what it, what it does is it gives, instead of sitting there and banging the same chord, you're playing three inversions of every chord. So not only is the bass moving, but the guitar is moving as well. So there's a movement back there with the rhythm and chord. There's three ways to play a C chord. You know, there's three ways. I mean, there's three different positions. And and what happens is the the it's not as easy music to play, and it takes a lot of years to, to develop the style. But the people that, that do style uh, are, are readers of music. They're, they're accomplished jazz players. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a guy down there named, he's passed now, his name is Tommy Morell, M-O-R-R-E-L-L. And he was the genius of Western Swing <laughs> in a band called the Time Warp Top. And there are 10 um, albums that he put out. A guy named Burt Winston uh, uh, funded these things. Wow. And he was allowed. To, he's, a, he's a steel guitar player who grew up like listening to jazz music. And, and uh, <laughs> his, I mean, if you listen to this, the Time Warp Top has, he's a crazy guy, too. But he has, I mean, he's an insane, he was an insane guy, but his music was so pure and so clean and so original and so well done that he was a huge cut above what people were doing, you know. Uh, there's a band down there now called Sleep at the Wheel, Ray Benson and Sleep at the Wheel. Sure. And they're probably the, the most popular Western swing band, and Ray's a great businessman, has done a lot of stuff. But there's also... Uh, underneath Ray in Texas. And one of the reasons I moved to Texas is because out here in California, there's not enough people who really are qualified to play this music correctly. And so if you really want to do this music correctly... I don't know why this keeps happening. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, listen. So, I mean, but I don't think it's it's not a purity contest for me. Like, I just want people to burn and play spiritual music. I don't need to see a formula trip, Tommy. Right. And but I but want people know, I want people to burn. I want people to burn, man. I don't care about pacification. No, 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 but listen, man. Listen. What you have to do is you have to honor the the genre that you're playing. You can't make stuff up. Well, hold on, but I mean, isn't isn't part of isn't part of that increase? What about do you, do you think that do you think that 
you can add vocabulary to particular genres of music? Oh, no. Yeah, they're, they're, that's probably one of the biggest problems here, Dad. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here uh, uh, thinking about, you know, the genre. And, and what it is is, is uh, there needs to be newer music. It's like Dixieland music kind of, you know. Uh, there's right. a certain right. way to play that music. If you played it a different way, it wouldn't be Dixieland music. It's it's called spirit, spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so the people who are, I'm I'm down here with these people in Texas who are the heavy hitters. Well, I've discovered a gold mine down there of these people, you know. And and uh, so uh, there was a a club down there, right? Let, let me just uh, tell you a little bit about Turkey, Texas. Uh, it's a small West Texas town where Bob Wills was raised, and it's in between Amarillo and Lubbock. The town only has 500 people. Every April, the last week of April, there's 5,000 people that come to that town to celebrate Bob Wills' music for a week. And uh, they come in in their RVs, chartered buses, pickup trucks. Across the country, we've had people come from Europe, uh, people come from Japan and Spain and all that, you know. It's a huge uh, celebration of Bob Wills' music. The Texas Playboys play there. And uh, in that little town, there was a church. And uh, the guy turned it into a little club. It's called the Church of Western Swing. And about a year ago, uh, I purchased it last June, a little over a year ago. And... Uh, Henry, the guy who started it, passed on. Are you there? I'm taking it in, man. Yeah. And uh, and so the place is falling down. Right. But it's, a, it's the heart and soul of Western Swing. There couldn't be a more spiritual place for the music. Now, with this church comes a band. And the band are you know, seasoned veteran Western swing players who are from Oklahoma and Northern Texas. And uh, they have been playing there for, you know, some of them ten, or more than 10 years. And uh, so I've inherited this building, I've inherited this band, and I've inherited this responsibility to restore this building to its former life and, uh, you know, save it from total structure. Wow, this is, I mean, Tommy Thompson, dude, no. I will do anything I can to make this, to help you in this endeavor. Yeah, and you, you've got to come down and, and, and see this place. I mean, words don't do it justice. No, I, but I also, right I mean, now. do you, I, I, I want to go back to your pedigree, too. I, I, are you on the bandstand at the church? As far as I'm concerned, it's, all, all At all times, it's my band. I'm the lead singer. I'm the boss. Are you playing? Are you playing piano? Are you playing the boogie woogie piano? Let me bring a little bit. Oh, of, yeah, playing are you bringing the sancti piano. the we sanctified a, sound actually, in there? The sanctified sound. Actually, we have a we have a piano player yeah. who's an icon down there, and her name is Miss Lucy Dean Record, and she's 94 years old, and she drives two hours from uh, Lubbock and comes over and plays with us, wow. dances a few dances, and then drives home. I mean, this place is, this place is, it's got to be seen to be believed, you know. It's something that you can't just talk about it. So what, I, what I've done is, um, 
I'm getting a small documentary together so that I can share uh, this place with other people without having to go to Turkey, Texas, you know. And what, I, what I'm trying to do is I have a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, I have attorneys. I have a bank. Uh, the Happy State Bank in Silverton, Texas, close town close by there. And we're trying to raise $100,000 from the church. Um, are you still there? Dude, you, uh, you need to take the helm, man. I mean, this is, um, I'm, this is the floor is yours. Obviously, you got to, ra- how, like, explain to people, uh, this is my, the bottom line for me. Do, do you guys ever play the same song the same way once? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These, these songs have, uh, you know, a style in, in which, and then there's a lot of fans there who like the songs a certain way. And uh, you, it's always about the dancers. If you can't dance to it, we don't play it. You know, there's a certain style. And there's a certain um, rule, so it's an unwritten rule about this church. It is the Church of Bob Wills, Western Swing Music. And we don't play hardly any other styles of music in there except for western swing that's what people come to us sure no absolutely for. but i mean with, and that's what we're yeah. going to give them what was the name of the band that you and hagar were in uh well we just we was a jam band you know he he was with the justice brothers and then i had a band the headsman up here in sonoma the headsman we were, the headsman yeah the headsman the now what i mean did you guys cut an album at all no we didn't do any recording those days but it was uh it was a jimmy reed chuck berry bass blues band you know and uh you know just uh very simple stuff kind of straight ahead and we had a saxophone and stuff and then sammy was playing i met sammy through uh uh ted reich right he was, uh, Ted he was kind of managing Sam. Yeah, he was managing Sammy at the time, and uh, or trying to anyway. And and uh, so that we're 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 working together. We're we're, we're hippies in the hate, you know. So he this was is on ins- I mean, this is insane. That's what I'm saying, dude. You were down yeah, and, in the and, ha- in the hate. Yeah, I was living in the Big Brother house at 927 Hate Street. You know. No and, uh, way. You were hanging. Were you hanging with yeah. D- with Dave Getz at all? Yeah, well, Dave Getz, I just talked to him, uh, and, and his child was was uh, his child was conceived in that back bedroom. He told me. <laughs> I hadn't seen him in a long time, and Peter Alden was. I played a. We had a show out here, a fe- music festival, and I headlined Friday. And they headlined Saturday, and uh, when they headlined on Friday, I showed up and I uh, told him, I said, I got a couple words to show you. I said, or tell you, I said, uh, I just got two things to say. I said, 927 Hate Street, Marcy Bangrell. And he goes, holy crap. He says, but my <laughs> child was conceived in the back bedroom. <laughs> Nancy Getz, you know. Unbelievable, dude. I mean, yeah, just, Nancy you Evans are before, Nancy Evans before was Nancy Getz, but. I go way back, Jack. I go way back. Uh, no, I mean, dude, this is the Jake Feinberg show. I mean, this is unbelievable that you are wax. So, what, who did you share bills with? I mean, what your band? What was it called again? The Headsman. Well, my band was the Headsman. And who did you? Were you were you on bills with the Jefferson Airplane or the Cody Commander Cody or who? 
No, no, this is way before Cody, but I knew Cody when they first came up here. I used to give Bill Kirchner guitar lessons, you know. No. And, yeah, and, uh, whoa, you know, I've whoa, known these guys whoa, 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 many whoa. years. Lance Dickerson and all those guys are pals. Lance Dickerson? Are these cats passed. still around? Lance passed, but uh, he, he's, um, he's, he's ended up, uh, there's, there's, uh, was a reunion. Wow. Commander Cody reunion here last week, and uh, had uh, John Tishy was there, Bill Kirchner was there. I guess you had a band, um, but I mean, you were you were playing the Avalon and the Fillmore. Yeah, we were doing those all, all kinds of little hippie gigs that we could do, you know. And I mean, we'd just play anywhere where there was a electric outlet, really. Well, I mean, like the it was like the Hate Street Flats. Like there was all these like crazy places around there. Oh yeah. What was the yeah. best? And, what was the best jam bar? Where did you grow the most on the bandstand and the hate? Truthfully, I mean, were you? Were, was there a lot? Of, was music thriving, or were just people? Well, just... yeah, probably down in the Matrix. I love the Matrix. I used to play a lot of folk music and that kind of stuff. You know. Wait a minute. You I mean, you played I... folk music at the the only music I'm hip to at the Matrix was uh, you know uh, Merle Saunders, Howard Wales, Jerry Garcia, Electric. This was before that. This was before that. There was. A, you know when like the Jefferson Airplane was playing in there when when it was you know uh, this many years before that you know uh, coffee gallery remember the coffee gallery I'm 41 years old I wasn't around for well that. you don't remember that it was it was uh, you know on Grant Street in North Beach it was a place where you know Janis Joplin used to come and play and I mean a lot of people were just you know playing and you know the Moby Grape was a big band at that time. Jerry Miller, Jerry Miller, dude. Jerry Miller, and and then my good friends were the uh, the charlatans. I don't know if you ever heard. Of dude, the are you kidding me, dude? You know who would? I mean, I mean, he's a, he's he's not a dear friend, but he's a dear man. And uh, we've done about five interviews. Is Dan Healy? Oh yeah, Dan yeah. Healy did their produced their album, right? Right, right. You were, well, George Hunter's a good friend of mine, and. He kind of started the group. And, George uh, Hunter, dude, that is, uh, dude. I have always, I've been asking Healy about. Wait, so he, I'm, I'm sorry, how, that you, you were not in the Charlatans. How did you cross paths with them? No, I, I've, I've known them since I've been 19. You know? <laughs> I mean, I was up in, uh, I was, they played up in, uh, you know, I used to go up to the Red Dog Saloon in Virginia City, Nevada. You know back in the 60s and uh you know uh all these cats were around back then i mean the light shows were just coming on and that kind of stuff you know it's funny that i should have all that background and then end up in this western swing music because nobody in western swing knows anything about any of that well no but i think it's also part i want to be clear though this was pre-fillmore these were bands that you were involved with that were not plugged in yet or because like like Jefferson right right because like I know and, uh, I know that like Janice Yorma and Jerry they all came out of the folk tradition so they were playing acoustic music and so that was when right you, and that's that's where I came at and, and so I, I want you to talk what, what what kind of where were you at in your career like that's you were really writing a lot of songs at that time yeah and uh I was doing all kinds of stuff I was I was playing um sort of a, a style of music on my uh, Martin that was like ragas, you know. I love this like stuff. Are you, like the Robbie Shankar stuff. stuff. Like Sandy, 
Yeah, yeah, but Sandy Bowl kind of stuff. You know? Sandy Bowl, they're playing the Oud, yeah. man, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, open open tunings and and that kind of thing, you know. And I mean, it was into all that. I, I have a broad, broad musical palette, you know. And and those are the things that were in my formative years. And uh, but I, they're still with me, you know. All those things are still with me, and I still do, you know, a few gigs on the side to play some of that kind of music. I mean, did you know, did you have a relationship with Bill Graham at all? I didn't, but I've known a lot of cats that I was more over in the Chet Helms family. You were the family, the family dog, dog, the family dog, yeah. Yeah, I was more the family dog, and Travis T. Hip was a good buddy of mine. For did you know, years. did you, tell me that you know Terry Haggerty. Oh, yeah. Okay, Terry's, Terry. a, Terry's a dear friend of mine. I love Terry. Yeah, he's working, I was thinking he was working at uh, that music store in Katati, what was the name of it? And he was doing some recording over there. I hadn't seen him in a while, though. Well, when, yeah. when was Tim, it? When was this? Tim Haggerty and Terry Haggerty. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Terry was in the Sons of Champlin. Um, right. But you, I love the Sons of Champlin. I saw them on Mount Tamalpais in like '67 or something. You know. <laughs> wait a minute. Did you? So wait. Where were you at? You know, in terms of your uh, sonically, like, did you ever play? Uh, like uh, in a jazz context, you know, um, just a little bit. Um, I tried to learn my craft once I found this Western swing music. Um, I had to learn a different guitar styles and and more jazz. So I took a couple lessons from a guy named Dave Shapiro, and Dave was uh, the head guitar player for Norton Buffalo in the, in the Stampede. Jeez, that is angular music. That is really like na- indigenous music, man. Yeah, and I'm playing Dave's guitar. I bought that his uh, his old Gretsch or Gil guitar oh, from him. Man. And uh, Dave and I are going to do a little gig together up here in Pioneer, California, on September 14th. A little uh, Lacey J. Dalton's uh, booking agent got me a little trio gig up there. We're going to do something. So anyway, there's uh, you know a lot of music going under this bridge, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think uh, I just I just want to know that you know people are not going to walk in and, and see a. Uh, I, I just think music. I, I I I truly think music needs to be made up on the spot, and I know like I I don't. Oh yeah. And. Look, I agree too. I I agree fully that that you know. The whole thing about Western Swing, one of the nicest things about Western Swing is the solos. All the solos are improvised. And it's a competition. Who can play the hottest? And I think some I mean? and I think sometimes it's also like I don't know, like if not everybody gets to solo on a tune, well that's okay. It doesn't have to be so formulaic. It can be more open where like Miles Miles would just play a note or two, you know, but it was like the, it was that right. essence. It was that essence. It was that vibe. No, I've been listening. That's what I do at night when I can't sleep, man. I'm listening to Miles. Exactly, and, dude. You know, I to, uh, sketches of Spain last night and, you know, Bitches <laughs> through and stuff. You know, I'm, I still have a broad palette. Yeah, I know. It's, it's going to be great to hang, man. Listen, it was, um, if, if people want to find out information about, um, uh, Turkey, Texas, what, are, what do they need to do? Yeah, um, 
Well, they can go to uh, uh, com or just Google Church of Western Swing. And uh, it's always the last week in April. And uh, there, there's, uh, you know, it's a unique experience if you're into uh, that kind of music. It's, it's really for, for people who, who love, I mean, it's a raw experience that you'll never get anywhere else. It's it's raw. It, that's the point. Is it's raw, and you know what? It's about the culture, yeah. as much as the music. That's the truth. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's exactly. it. I mean, that's and that's the bottom line. So, it, it, I mean, that's why we can. Where, you know, that's it. I mean, it, it would be heart, fire, love, and music. You know what the cool thing is, is Jake, is that this location, Turkey, Texas, is in Hall County. Right. And that area from there to, to Oklahoma is the the bed of western swing music where it was developed from the 20s to the 30s how it got sophisticated in the 40s and then you know all through the decades uh how this thing was i mean if you read if you know anything about bob wills bob wills was as talented as anybody who ever played an instrument and he was just a real poor poor guy who figured out that playing music was better than picking cotton. And when he got a hold of that idea that he could be a musician, he turned all of his brothers into musicians. They all had Western swing bands. And his band was like the major leagues, and his brother's band was like the minor leagues. And everybody was playing the same style of music. So if Bob was touring and he needed a singer... He would call one of his brothers, Billy Jack or Luke or Johnny Lee, and, you know, get a musician over who already knew all the material. You know, no rehearsal needed. Journeyman, ready to go. And uh, what we try to do is be one of Bob's guys. We want to be ready, tanned and ready to go and be able to execute this music as best, you know, as perfectly as we can. And it's a very exciting thing because it's the audience participation in it is is uh, very close, you know. And uh, this church is such a unique spot to uh, to be in. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to come down and document it. And uh, I mean, you're you're up in the high hills up there in in Sonoma, so uh, it was great to hang with you, man. And uh, I'll get this up in line up, up online as soon as possible. But it was it was. Uh, I love I love your vibe, man. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you calling me. I'll call Roy up and thank him for, you know, t- having you turn on to me. And and, and uh, yeah, we'll do it again, you. man. We'll just get we're just there, let me know. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. We'll host you, man. Will you be in the pocket like Davy Crockett? <laughs> Dude, man, there's we got more to do, brother. All right, we'll do part two down the road. Right on. All right. All right, man. Yeah, be Take good, brother. By the pool. <laughs> Later on, dude. Bye. Yeah. Oh, man. What a day. This is the Jake Feinberg Show. Peace.